From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul Agents led by Son of Call Oh Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies Supergirl just flew on by We're chillin' watching Netflix How much time's gone by We're talking TV From Suits to Supernatural Talking TV Blacklist and the Rebels Sherlock's Big Bang went off from black True Detective bombed at second crack The Walking Dead Arrow and the Flash Get into Geek, this is DC TV Chat Week number 26. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, Terry. Hello. How you doing? I'm angry. <laughs> oh, God, already. Let's get into what we're uh, angry about. We are here to talk about uh, the week's uh, worth of uh, DC TV chats. Obviously, nothing current that's on air right at the moment, but uh, our next week worth of uh, episodes and podcasts. So uh, we are going to kick it off. Uh, you know what? Terry's going to kick it off with a little bit of Supergirl. <laughs> Episode 17 of uh, Season 3 here, Terry. Um, now, we come in and we have a little bit of a discussion. We don't actually talk to each other about what we thought of each episode or anything like that. We just say, hey, are you ready to go in and record? And we, we get a general feel of what we thought of the overall week or one show in particular. Now, you mentioned to me... As much as we don't like to sit there and just refer to notes, I'm very interested to do that today because you said you wrote two, <laughs> two full pages. pages worth of notes on Supergirl. Yep. You watched it before me and then I went and watched it after you told that to me and I, I it was only halfway through and I'm like, oh, is this what she seemed to be so upset about? And yep. then I think there's there's some things that I'm aware of that you might be angry about, but um, I'm going to give you the floor and just <laughs> let you tear this let bad me... boy apart if that's what you need to do. <laughs> I think I'm not even sure where I should start with this, seriously. Um, first of all, I was surprised. Lena had her for three weeks. So this whole situation has been going for that long. Mm. That was really odd that like, oh, she's been sick for three weeks. Yeah, because I guess in these sort of shows, each episode takes place over the course, generally over the course of a couple oh, of days. Yeah. And then you get to the next episode and it's generally a week since the last episode's yep. events. And that, I guess, could still work if you just looked at the the, the storyline of Supergirl and everyone around her. That would work. But then you think about Lena and the fact that she's been so isolated with Sam in this hospital room or in this lab experimenting on her. You would think that would be over the course of just a few days, maybe a week entirely. But the yeah, fact which that is yeah is a couple of weeks. No wonder Jimmy's been calling her, going, "Are you missing? Yeah, like you're one of the richest people in the world. You run these massive corporations. Literally, no one's seen your face, and I'm your boyfriend. Like, at least can we have dinner together? Yeah. What the f? <laughs> three weeks? You have this poor woman locked up. Where the f has Ruby been looking for yeah, her mother? I know. <laughs> it was, uh, and then. Um, with Sam now going to that other place, the other realm or dimension or whatever, did she always go there or is she only now conscious of it since Lena has been doing experiments on it? Like that hasn't really been explained either. Have those three people always gone to that realm? Mm. And if so, 
why don't they remember that when they come back to themselves? Yeah, because I guess up until now, we're to assume that, well, from what we get told in this episode, yes, that's what they have been doing. But it's only now that I guess she's been made aware of it in the real world or in our world that she brings any memories back from it, which is very weird. But because I get, I mean, okay, yeah, in this episode, Kara says, oh, I've been going, I've been having really weird dreams, but maybe I'm transporting myself to some other weird dimension because I always see this character, this character, this character. I'm like, when have you done that? I've only ever seen you see your mother. Yeah. But maybe she's been transporting whatever but she's had memories since the first time we as an audience saw her have those dreams yeah. or that that transformation into that other world or whatever the friggin hell it is so yeah for Sam and and I guess the other two why don't yeah. they carry these <sighs> yeah Anyway. Just another another of many, many holes in this episode. It was nice to see Jimmy actually at CatCo this time. Because yeah. I think it was it last week I said, does he work there? Yeah. So he was there for five seconds. He's just always either at the DEO or the bar drinking. Yeah. Instead of actually doing his job, running a company. Exactly. Um, the dying sun. Since when is an eclipse a dying sun? Do you remember? So I don't remember who it was that referred to it. Um, actually, I think it was Jimmy said said it to uh, what's her face. I've written Clara. Her name's not Clara. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dying sun. Yeah, it's an eclipse. Mm. The f- so we're supposed to believe that the, uh, the the world killers they're all uniting in their like lightning hand holding power to shift the moon. Yeah. In front of the sun, which, yeah, like you said, that's that's just an eclipse. That, look, that was the first thing that I really took note of with this episode. I'm like, okay, hang on, what? Remind me to basically ask Terry what actually <laughs> happened with the sun because they just sort of seemed to mention it and then they moved on really quickly. We yeah. need to solve this problem. It's like, no, 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 explain yeah. the problem to me. Okay, the sun's being blacked out and it wasn't like the sun was going to be destroyed. It was just like the Mr. Burns thing in this old Simpsons episode where he blocked exactly. out the sun. But that's only in like... You know, the moon is not that big compared no. to Earth, and it's certainly not that big compared to the sun. It's not going to block out the sun entirely across the Earth. It's That's not right. far enough away to do that or close enough to do that. Um, so I don't know why it would have any great effect on Kara or a lasting effect, but certainly not as quickly. Like that, it was barely an eclipse, and she started, like, you know. Yeah. falling to the ground and she was weak because... And since when would an eclipse have that effect on her? Well, she, it wouldn't. The sun's she's, still there. She's still soaking up its radiation. That's, That's right. You know, she doesn't have to... It doesn't have to be daylight. A lot of her battles this season and every are other at season nighttime. are at night time. Oh, wait, but there's no sun at night time. It's all about her soaking up the radiations of our... Of our <laughs> the radiation. The radiation of our sun, you know, so she it's she's essentially a solar panel. She soaks it in during the day. And she's got it. I mean, really, that her and Superman are an untested battery. Like, I'm sure that they could just follow night around the world for a couple of days, weeks, months, and still be fine because yeah. there is that UV radiation from our sun all around us all the time. Just because we can't see it doesn't really make anyway. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, now I can see why you're angry. <laughs> that just it just really pissed me off, and Kara was. Probably at her worst in this episode. So I've, I think I've spoken to you a little, um, a few times that we were watching Jane the Virgin mm. and how I, I don't like Jane at all because she's so self-righteous and 
um, you know, has this huge chip on her shoulder that she's better than everybody else and she's so judgy. And then there's Kara. <laughs> the same old thing. See, she's I sided with her a little bit in this. Maybe I'm not remembering enough of the of the backstory, but I sided with her in in saying to like because it doesn't. We were asking, I feel like those uh, those questions the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Why is Lena hiding this? Like they've they've always shared information, and I know that she doesn't know that Supergirl's car. Although I did find myself as soon as they'd left her lab and they were having like a debrief where they're back in the DEO. She is from you to me away from Supergirl yeah. for a long period of time. And that's not like her and Kara speak any differently. At least with, say, the old school Superman movies with Christopher Reeve. He was such, like, it's such an underrated performance the way that, like, not only was he hunched over and, you know, he's just stuttered all the time and, you know, shaking with the glasses and stuff, but he put on this really nervous voice. And then when he was Superman, he had a lot of bass in it yeah. and he was very confident and he stood up straight. Kara doesn't act any different when she's Supergirl. Really? Yeah. Certainly not when she's interrogating Lena in that scene. And I'm like, oh, I know that it's 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 a suspension of disbelief just because you haven't got your glasses on that you're a different person. I, I get that. But I feel like this is a real stretch when you're trying to trying to fool this uh, this person. But at the same time, I was still siding with her in, in that particular argument. With Kara. That, yeah, that really? Lena should have probably shared some, like maybe not with Supergirl, yeah, maybe not necessarily with the DEO or any other people that she has no involvement with. But talk to Kara because she know, like her and Kara, and to a lesser extent, Alex. And um and Sam have all like they've had drinks together. They go and have wine and cheese, and you know their 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 shared lounge room and shit. And I'm like, why why not say I, I I don't know at least give her an indication that she's helping Sam or or something because yeah. Kara's been that sort of friend with Lena that we go an episode where they don't see each other and then the next time they do it's like oh my god I've missed you so much. Here we're told they've been apart for three, three weeks. weeks. No one's making contact except for Jimmy. Yeah. So yeah, I I did find myself siding with Kara in that particular instance um but i on record generally like her whereas you generally don't so maybe it was from more of a a negative (laughs) sort of stance point you've actually um in all of what you were saying you have said i don't know why lena didn't share the information yeah kara flat out accused lena of lying yeah. She didn't lie. No. She just didn't share the information. Yeah. Although That's I wonder a very different whether it's a weirdly re- Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. She she didn't she jumped from not knowing to accusing her of lying when she found out the information rather than, Hey, you haven't told me anything. Okay, this is the truth. I I get to a lesser extent why Kara would naturally assume that she's being lied to when she's well, I don't agree I've always, my always I don't even know why this is like a, a point a principle in my life not telling the truth is not the same as lying to me like I can not tell you something at all I've not lied to you about anything I've just chosen not to yeah, share the truth with you differently if I give you a false truth that yeah. is a lie that's yeah. fine so I can get why she would blur the lines with that a little bit although I wonder whether this is a really weirdly written way of planting the seeds especially come the end of the episode where you see jimmy go into that vault and he doesn't break in to find out whether she's got i mean the fact that she's got kryptonite and then we find out really at the end of the episode she's learned how to make it Mm. but that she's got kryptonite in this vault and jimmy just goes "I, i i cannot cross the line where i check i just need to believe that she wouldn't do this now, up until this point, the last two seasons, Lena's been a part of the show. We have come to believe that she is a nice Luther, yep. not like her brother. She's not like her mother. She's a nice person. 
But they were really trying to make her go dark side in this. Like she didn't want any sympathy with from anyone. She didn't want to side with anyone. She didn't want to even apologize for anything she'd done. She yeah. was going dark side, and just Kara, yeah, jumping to a, a an irrational, somewhat conclusion about her lying. When even we as the audience didn't have any evidence to suggest that she was. Yeah, exactly. I just wonder whether they're poorly setting up a twist that Lena is a little bit dark side or has always been over the next couple of episodes as we I build really towards the hope finale. I don't. Yeah. I'll be so mad if yeah. they do. <laughs> I'll be so pissed Well, off. especially at this point, I don't even need to share it because I don't want to speculate on it too much about what it means to Supergirl at the moment. But I yeah. know at least who a villain, if not the key villain of Supergirl season four is. And I don't think it does anything to suggest that Lena would go bad. But they are sort of setting it up for us to question that. And maybe that's just for the benefit of the show. To to distract her from Rain, we need to focus on Lena a little bit. I, I don't know. Because at this stage, she has said that Kryptonite also affects Rain and helps her contain Rain. So why wouldn't Kryptonite be a good thing at the moment? Absolutely. Shouldn't have it, but it's... Okay, Without just it. this one time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I loved it. So Kara's, you know, accusing Lena of keeping secrets and lying. And then Lena turns around flat out and says, what's your name? So again, it's okay for Kara to keep secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah, I like that because she really stumbled. Like, oh, yeah. no, I can't do that. To, to, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, she's such a hypocrite. I really dislike her. I can just she imagine if she would have said... My name's Cara Danvers. She was like, it is not. <laughs> How dare you use our mutual friend that way? <laughs> she wouldn't have believed it. I know. Julia, for a moment, Purity became Julia again, right? Mm. But then Julia used Purity's powers. At the end? Yeah. Yeah. How? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, the, I think the previously on stated, you at a cellular level uh-huh. are not rain. Yep. You're you've got something in you that either makes you rain or switches around your place in the universe, alternate universes or something. But you're yep. right. At this point, other than that self-preservation, maybe subconscious level, where in the first episode or whatever it was. Sam was shot by a stray bullet and it bounced off her. Mm. Other than that, her skin is just as penetrable as any other human we've ever met. Yep. And then we find out two episodes ago, whatever, from Lena, at a cellular level, something changes in you to make you rain. That's why you don't remember because you're essentially a different person. Yeah. But then, yeah. But I thought she said the DNA, it was still part of her DNA. Yeah, so it's in there somewhere. It's like the yeah. cure is in you, but you are, for all intents and purposes, a different person. So she can't use Rain's powers, yet... Julia. Julia managed to use purity's powers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, and then Supergirl says to Lena, "We saved Julia. Julie's dead." Yeah, man. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, what the I mean, how did they save Julia? I know she to, to reference Stargate. She died free, but <laughs> she's still dead. She's still dead. They saved nobody. <laughs> so, okay, if at a cellular level. They, you know, Rain is separate from Sam. At the end, Rain absorbs, well, I presume, that's what it looked like to me, that she's like Rain died and purity, Mm. pestilence, sorry, pestilence and purity died. Mm. And then it looked like their essences or whatever was going into Rain. Did you see that? Like a super world killer. yeah, Yeah. Did you... Did you think that that's what was happening as well? Yeah. But the thing is, if 
it's part of their DNA. So rain is part of is still part of Sam's DNA, mm. and purity is part of Julia's DNA. How does it just magically go out of their bodies and into another person's body? Or are we not supposed because, to think about that? Because, Terry, because. <laughs> it's a TV show. Because story. <laughs> it's just such shit writing. I just hate it so much. <laughs> I feel like I have become Maddie. Oh, shit. I, I am Maddie. And she means that with all due respect, yeah, Maddie. That's, in, that's in a, a good way. Yeah, absolutely. In the best possible way, <laughs> she's as negative as you are. <laughs> hated this episode yeah okay no that's fine that's fine i'm i'm glad that i watched it after you because then i sort of got to take that in and halfway through when i remember that this was the episode you were talking about i'm like oh it's not that bad but then when you came into me earlier and we we did briefly discuss it and i started to find myself like not only agreeing with your points but raising other points that you went yeah and that too i'm like hang on why am i do I handle this one? Am I a bad influence? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It just, you know, it, it brought up some things and anyway. It would just be really nice to be able to watch one of these shows and not pick plot flaws. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. Watching- I just heard Maddie spit out his breakfast there, um, <laughs> laughing. So, But it's true. I mean, we watch, we've been watching um, Animal Kingdom on Netflix and it's a great show and I don't, I can't find any flaws in that. Yeah. And, you know, there was, what was that other really bizarre futuristic show Ben and I were watching? Altered, Altered Carbon. Carbon. Same thing. You know, it was really different and futuristic and out there. No holes. You watch Supergirl. This was an episode of Swiss Cheese. Like, there was nothing in there that made any sense at all. And everyone was contradicting each other. Kara's being a bitch. You know, Jimmy was actually the only person... That made any sense in this entire episode. And not only all of that, but we've been building up for the whole season almost that there are three world killers. Yeah. Who are they? We've got to search from them. Oh, my God. If they ever come out, they're just going to destroy things. And now we found out two or three episodes ago, well, Monel and Co are here to kill one of the world killers now before she becomes this like plague that destroys half the, the planet. Blight. The blight. In a thousand <laughs> years. They only all got together, well, Pestilence only became a thing last episode. The Trinity got together last episode. As of now, there's only one of them. Yeah, okay, their essences are all together, but fuck that. It's one body, it's Rain. We've always had Rain. She might be a little bit more powered now, but whatever. She... If she's carried on that bloody Black Canary cry thing from Purity's power... (laughs) You're out? I won't be out. (laughs) But seriously, if there isn't enough, like, you know, again, I always bring up my wife. She's like, you know, watching these shows periodically with me and she'll walk in and she'll see someone scream and then she'll see someone. She's oh, they have that a lot. And now she doesn't even know what show I'm watching because she'll just be in the bedroom with, with our baby or something. And then you hear the like screeching sort of um, black and airy cry power noise. And you're like, well, that could be purity that could be that black canary that could be that black canary could be this other person it's like they've all got the same friggin' power so if rain gets it because the essence of purity and i yes am aware of how bullshit that sentence sounds already i will be mighty pissed off i'll still watch it obviously i'm only got a couple episodes to go but six oh god okay (laughs) should we talk about something it's only got three episodes to go please flash 
Harry and the Harrisons. Um, yeah, no, no, good start because, yeah, um, this show, it contained things about the season that I've hated. The Council of Wells, which is fun to a point because I like seeing Tom Ed Cat Tom Cavanagh. Tom Cavanagh play around with different roles. In the, like, the previously on, and you see that, like, Mad Max version of him, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's right, they did that. <laughs> then he gets, like, sacked from the the Council of Wells. I'm like, all right, cool, so the Steve Jobs ones is gone, and whatever. None of them. There's a whole other Council of Wells that we've never been introduced to before, but we find mm-hmm. out that, in retrospect, they have been a part of the Wells Council, but have also been let go. Um, so we had two Councils of Wells. Um, there was that. Uh, Aminette. Awesome. I've loved her this season. Uh, no, she's going to be a big part of this. Oh, we might even make her an ally. Sweet. Uh, and then f***ing Snake Eyes, her little offsider, yep. who had more of a role and a part to play than any other episode he's been a part of. And that made him even more annoying. And then, and then on top of that, not only things that we did have, but things we didn't have. We didn't have DeVoe in this episode at all. And I really like that actor as DeVoe, yep. as... as limited as he's been the last couple of episodes where he isn't as menacing as strangely because he's a lot more physical now than what he was in the first eight or nine episodes before he uh quote unquote died i still like having him there and i really wanted to follow on with what he and his wife did last episode where she left him and he's locked up in his basement or the other dimension or wherever the hell his little lab is so all of that i'm like wow this is this is going to be special. I was only like eight minutes in to realize all this is going to be part of the episode. I'm like, please, for the love of God! But in saying that, I, I, it's, it's the, it's the most tolerable. Uh, I mean, it, she's really she was still the same, but I think when she's not used in short spurts, like she has been in the past, where it's just it's too much of one thing. Mm. In too short of amount of a time. Here, where she's ap- actually able to settle down a little bit, still be that, oh, I'm talking a bit like this in a weird accent. Um, but that sort of spread over the episode where they need to calm her down a little bit. It just made her a little bit easier to digest across the uh, across the entire episode. Um, and Jason finally realised who she was. Oh, right. Because yeah, she didn't have all that shit on her yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. He was like, oh, I've just realised who that is. So, I mean, I never watched Battlestar. Yeah, but he did. Yeah. So, I, and I love Katie Sack. I've loved everything else she's ever done. But I don't know what what else has she done. Uh what else? Has she, I'm thinking of like 24. I mean, actually, what one thing? Twenty four. Uh the eighth season. Yes. Yeah. Her I've and never... her and Freddie Prince Jr. were in like they were a couple in season eight. Oh God. I um. That yeah. Part. Of agents and stuff. And I, for whatever reason, the other thing that just popped up was a recent when she was um. Was she in the uh, that like there was like a almost a fan film, but it was uh, like a Power Rangers real dark concept fan film that went for like fifteen minutes, and she was she was a part. Anyway, it was very f-ing cool. You should go watch it. Um, definitely not what the uh, recent movie was. Um, but yeah, I I I like her, but I just I just think they've just sort of went here, do this, and she's trying to have fun with next to nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, so I I feel a little bit sorry for her, but um, the other person I didn't feel sorry for I, okay i did a little bit for the actress and i don't know whether she's even aware of it or not because she what she had to do in this episode i think she did very well but that's what made her annoying to me was iris being this like oblivious idiot not taking the hint when barry's telling her 
I don't want you to write that the, story. Yeah, the and then article. she's like, oh, I get what you mean. Yeah, you're right. I've got to show everyone before I print it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to write it. Thanks, honey. Thanks so much for your support. And I'm like, are you f***ing serious? Are you treating him like an idiot, thinking that he's going to believe you putting on that bullshit performance? Or are you that naive that that's what you actually think yeah. he was telling you? I and And I know come the end of the episode that her article played a, a bit of a part in like people were blogging about it and like oh I think I saw this guy it was like a, it was a, a missing person or a, a most wanted person and and that what I'm worried about this is season 4 and and I said going into season 4 hope it's not as bad as Arrow season 4 and it's proved to be the worst flash season yet <laughs> Yeah, it was worse than Arrow season four. Ooh, big call, but <laughs> we've still got two episodes to go, so we might see. That's true. Now, the end of season four of Arrow, there was going to be that like nuclear bomb, and then Damien Dark and Arrow fought in the middle of the street while the oh, when city he was stood on the car. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And gave a big speech to everybody. Big speech to everyone. They're all sat around doing, nodding their heads like they're in some college football movie from America, and then all of his army of bad guys fought the citizens of. Star City yep. in this giant fight on the streets while he and Damien fought each other. And it was all about the city rising up to help and stuff. And that's sort of where they're getting to with Flash. And I'm kind of, even though DeVoe doesn't have an army, does he like mind wipe a bunch of people into turning them into like mindless zombies to fight people that are resisting that power or something? Or is this as cheesy as it's going to get where the city are helping and your article's working? Oh my God, honey, that's amazing. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go in the next two episodes, and um, I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> the only thing I've got is, so Amunette, uh, when they first saw her, she's in that sort of um, underground um, poker whatever thing, and she looked almost normal. Mm. And then they brought her to uh, Star Lab. Yeah, like straight away. And all of a sudden, she's like, she's done her hair, and she's got fake giant eye. Why? And when did she have time to go and, like, change and redo her hair? And why? Yeah. Presumably when you got to think that Flash ran her back to make sure that she actually came back, which had me question something at the end of the episode for a second because when he's going to go off and have his massive fight with um, Norvac, old Snake Eyes, uh, from uh, from doing the, the trade on all that other metal that she's able to turn into weapons and stuff, and she's like, okay, well, I guess it's all of us going then. And he's like, no, 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 we don't need death. We don't need murder, any more killings, no more bloodshed, thanks very much. And she's like, oh, okay, you take the fun out of everything, but okay, yes, I uh, won't be a part of it. And then he pff, flashes off, yeah. pops up when the deal's been done, shows up in front of Snake Eyes and says, you're not going to get away with it this time. And then all of a sudden, she's there, Aminette. And he's like, I told, I told you, you know, you, yeah. you can't do this. And I'm like, how the f*** did you get there so quick? Yeah. But I don't know that we actually saw Flash leave Star Labs. We saw him arrive or at least walk out from behind the crates or whatever. So did he tell her not to kill anybody but then took her there anyway, believing that she wouldn't? Or, as I first looked at it, and was angry for about 30 seconds, <laughs> did he go there himself and then all of a sudden she's there too? Yeah, I'm not sure. And did she get there with Caitlin and Joe? Because they were also there. Yeah. So did all four, did, did Flash carry all, th- all three of them there? Did he carry them one at a time? Did he carry one of them? The other two drove. Yep. Did he or carry did two of them? She drove. Do they vibe? Like, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, why would you take her 
when you're not convinced that she's not going to murder anyone, unless he's an absolute dick face and he should, oh, hey, you murderer, don't murder anyone today. She's, oh, I promise I won't murder anyone. She shows up. She's like, I'm going to murder that guy. He's like, what? But you said you wouldn't. I'm like, why the f- would you believe her? Yeah. You and idiot. He's a bad guy who was going to kill people anyway. Mm. What? At least you cut that stupid snake thing out of Oh, my face. God. Yeah, that was that felt to me like the writers, you know, or a, a, you know, a one-off director coming and going, oh, man, I'm going to make some serious changes here. And then they have next to no control on TV uh, for a serial like this. But them going, I've got to get rid of that f***ing eye. That thing is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, at least take his eye. And I'm like, yes, you've listened to the fans. Awesome. But then when she, like, pulls up all the metal and turns it into a tornado and, like, lifts herself off, and I'm like, it was like some kind of Mary Poppins thing. <laughs> it went on so long, they followed her out <laughs> the room. And I'm like, so there almost needs to be music. Because I'm like, it's not like she turns, you know, it'd be different when um, Caitlin, when she's Killer Frost, she yeah. at one stage she turned into like frost particles at some stage and like, you know, into the mist or something, I swear, at some stage. That makes sense because she turns into something else to float away. Yeah. Aminette just seemed to get surrounded by this metal, which she's not impervious to. If you stabbed her with that metal, she would die. She can just control it. Yeah. Does she spin around 100 mile an hour like that tornado? Does she stand in the middle and makes herself some steps and just travels? Like, I'm thinking of actually like, the, 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 logistics the logistics of this little... And I shouldn't. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Whatever. Um, what I did like, though, is... Um, and, and, and I don't know, maybe it goes against some other things we've learned in the past. I didn't really care. But when, it, when uh, Snake Eyes um, spat venom at him, you know, sure, he's the fastest man in the world, but he can't dodge that, but whatever. Um, he, like, had to phase that out of his system. Yeah. And I don't know, again, how you do that because it's not like when he phases, he phases all the, you know, water or blood or anything out of his body. So why would that venom separate from every other thing pulsing through his veins? But it looked kind of cool. <laughs> so I didn't really care. <laughs> I think because it's a uh, foreign substance, mm. maybe that's mm. why. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. It's like if he ate something and it was a little bit off, he could just, yeah. you know. <laughs> Face that. Like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Before I get salmonella. Oh, get out of me, chicken. You know, like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Have you got anything? No, okay, I just wrote cool. sh- it was shit. It was really <laughs> shit. But Supergirl was worse. I was about to say, it better than Supergirl. No? Yeah. Almost. <laughs> uh, honestly, at this point, I'm going to tell you, when I watched these episodes, wasn't terribly sure how I felt. Um, but something I did know how I felt about Arrow. Arrow. Ah, <laughs> uh, the ties that bind the penultimate episode, season uh, six, but episode twenty-two of season six. So uh, we can see the finale in our next podcast, Terry. This one. So cool. We are so close, mean for different reasons than what you are, because you can't wait for it to end. Oh, but uh, you, I, I'm getting right into it. Last week, I just said, please, to love of Christ, let the next two be just as good as this one. It was not the best episode of the season last week, but it was getting back, you know, and, and, and the relationships were mending and all that sort of gear, like the stupidity of a lot of the episodes in the last 10 leading up to it are gone, or they're fixing it. This one starts off, and they're all just bang, they're under attack. From Diaz's well, no, men. That was happy families first. Well, you're right. So Sorry, they're off like, doing oh, their own thing. Doing lovey-dovey How much things? popcorn does Renee eat with his daughter behind you? Like every time we cut to them, they're eating popcorn on the couch. Well, he does he have a real job? Maybe they can only afford 
like, <laughs> like this is a meal. Popcorn yeah. and dinner. <laughs> Don't yeah. need too much now. You got to save some of that for your dinner. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Look, how do any of them have money? <laughs> Oliver was the richest man in the city, one of the richest in America. That explains why he could have that underground bunker and fund it. Now he is the mayor. Except that he's not, and he lost all his fortune yeah. two seasons and ago. And Felicity lost her fortune yeah. too. No, nah, it doesn't change anything. Whatever, we've already got this. The power runs itself. Yeah. doesn't really matter. Um, okay, after the uh, happy families, those attacks were... Re- I, I actually really dug them. Like that, just the immediacy of them. You know, he gets a text message from Anatoly going, duck, basically. Yep. And then pff, everyone just getting shot up to shit. His place is going down. And I loved it, and they cut to... to Diggle and his wife at the hospital and their shit going down there everywhere. All these characters How are spread they out. They're getting they're at the hospital. Oh, they've got eyes on them all over the place. I don't mind that so much because <laughs> literally, like at this point, we do not know who they can trust. Like I, I didn't trust Mister Terrific's boyfriend. I'm like, you could be evil for all I know. What does he even do? Is he? He, he was a cop. He was a cop. Right, yeah. right, right. I'm like, we're still. I'm. I don't know that I believe you. I don't know that I believe anybody. So. I'm fine with people knowing where they are because anyone could be watching them at any given time and all that. What I didn't like, though, was the Renee attack because he and his daughter were hiding behind a coffee table that they kicked over. A wooden coffee table. A wooden coffee table. Now, not only... I would allow it, not very much, but I would be like, all right, whatever. It's it's wooden, but let's pretend it's a really tough wood. Uh, If the bad guys that busted in through his front door not the windows like they did with everybody else, but shot at the table and it was actually keeping bullets and it acted like a bulletproof coffee table. No, no, no. They showed them jump behind the coffee table. The next shot was from like outside the apartment looking in through the windows towards the front door and you saw these guys and the bullets were hitting the windows. I'm like, you are not that bad of shots. For starters, aim down. <laughs> Don't aim at the windows unless you're trying to cut them a little bit. You're not. That's not going to do anything. Yep. They shot everywhere but the coffee table. I don't understand that. And then Dinah, when she's outside and she sees that one bad guy and she says some kind of like cheesy line, she attacks him, and then bad guys show up behind her. Now every other attack, even Renee, the bad guys show up within half a second. They are shooting the shit out of the place. Dinah, though, dressed as Canary. Mm is in a dark alleyway. No witnesses, no nothing. They are there. They have sprung her. She even said, oh my God, this guy's bait. I'm done for. Cut back to other attacks. Cut back to other attacks. Cut back to Dinah. And they're monologuing to her. They're like, any last words, basically. They didn't say that, but they turn her around and we're going to shoot her in the back of the head and they're talking to her. And I'm like, every other attack, you have immediately shot at people with thousands of bullets. Yep. Except the one that was definitely going to die if you did that. Why? Because they had to show this amazing special effects. And see, I don't mind the idea that sound reflect. We we haven't seen that in any other power, in in any other character that's got that power in any of the shows. But why did they not immediately start shooting her? If she would have been about to attack this guy and she sees shadows or something, like heard something and ran away, fine. And then use that power. But the fact that they didn't attack her when they had the element of absolute surprise, unlike every other attack they were doing it just really took away how good the attack on oliver and felicity and william were was and the attack even on diggle we didn't get to see much of that but Mm. just the way that he and his wife team up like they're yin and yang very much like they don't work together in that particular way they don't even go on the same missions but they know the way that each other works and all that like that's all fine 
the attack on terrific and his boyfriend as well like brutal he he jumped in front and saved him all that very quick and done but renee and dinah it's just like why you you got three out of five yeah or even so oh again i'll take the coffee table i'll take the, the stormtrooper bad guy shooting at the windows but dinah just really pissed me off i don't I, anyway bad way to ruin what otherwise for me was a really good start and was just that sort of gritty brutality that this show you know even if you don't think it's gritty or brutal in in any way but the kind that it was back in like season one where it was just no holds barred just people getting maimed and mowed down and stuff and and it was it was back to that and then they just kind of ruined it a little bit so anyway (laughs) already better than supergirl and flash whatever oh for sure yeah (laughs) do you ever wonder whether you know that lair gets shot to shit a fair bit this Mm. particular episode it got destroyed yeah yeah i've got insurance on that place yeah how do you how do you how do you get that okay i know how do you claim (laughs) (laughs) oh my secret lair just got shut up yeah superhero that would be fun actually superhero insurance like they've got insurance in certain you know runs of the comics and things for superhero damage but actually superheroes to have insurance they should do that in the incredible three i feel like that's that's the world where they could explore that particular facet of being a superhero but um especially when they haven't got jobs but yeah it's like the <laughs> island last year and they even mentioned the island here like oh if we catch diaz we can't even drop him back in your Lian Yu supermax yeah. because um got that's blown got blowed up. up and uh, it's like cool yeah well, you can't go back from that and they can come back from the lair being destroyed but will they? Will they put it somewhere else? Will well, didn't they... they go into the the other guy's lair? Mm. Where okay, they think they sacrificed the lair to kill Diaz. Yeah. But it's gone. So what 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 happens? You know what happens now? I'm not sure when this happened because it's between is there insurance on a secret lair, and Lila putting the scanner thing on, in the f-ing open. Like she walks in, there's a, yeah. there's a box like yep. a, a filing cabinet. I'm just gonna stick it right here where it sticks out like dog's balls. In between those two comments, I've written, Diaz just runs away like a coward. Yeah. But I don't remember what that, like when that was in the episode. Mm. I actually have completely lost all reference to that. But I just remember he ran away like a coward. Yeah. I think Oliver must have been chasing him or, or found him. Or, I, don't, I don't know, but he ran. Yeah. Do you remember that? or? Yeah, a little bit. I'm just, I'm actually still thinking of that. Um device oh, where devi- oh my god because it was blue yeah it was flashing one, it was flashing and i'm pretty sure it was making a noise yeah and like, it like it could not have been more obvious yeah <laughs> and she didn't even put it on straight like i felt if she put it parallel to the side of the top of the cabinet it might have blended in but the fact that it was awkwardly placed it's like that's oh my god that's standing out what are you do? you're in the yeah, middle of the police station argus for yeah. christ's sake she should know where to hide stuff but then of course if she'd hit it then the following scenes wouldn't have worked mm. because obviously Felicity ended up mm. going against Oliver's wishes and went in there to And then find Diaz it. nearly killed her in that process. Yeah, like he was aiming was he's gonna so get her and close. Yeah. Which is really and I again I get you know, Oliver why he's angry and then I get why she was defending herself and it was kind of a it was such a fruitless mission, like and you I think you feel the strain of that for, for on the character's behalf where most of the episode was trying to get that USB and then they were copying it, you know, remotely. Yeah. And then they even sacrificed. They said, Lila, get out of there, leave the device, which I didn't think they needed. I just thought they needed something near it to copy it. 
remotely back to Felicity in the van or whatever. No, they actually needed that device. They get that device. They take it back to their lair. They're copying it back over to whatever, and then that doesn't finish, and then they destroy the building, and so that evidence is gone. So the episode in that respect had no point. It didn't It didn't help them. But I like that heading into a season finale where they just got to fit. They, they can't do it that particular way, you know, and that everything they try, even like at the start of the episode where they try to ambush him in the middle of the streets, that didn't work. Nothing worked. They were, they, yeah. Their plans were great. They just didn't get executed. Well, they executed well. They just never came off. And yeah. I like, yeah, I liked all that. I liked all that. As, as annoying as it is to sort of, yeah, like you said, you just want Diaz to be done oh, and I'm to get so close to getting it. him, like even this episode three yeah. times. Yep. Yeah. They blew up the building with him in it. Oh, no, but he's still alive. Nine oh. lives, this guy. Yeah. yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> and the other thing that really pissed me off about him is, like, the quadrant. This quadrant mm. is known to be this most powerful criminal organization. Mm. But he can just stab her in the throat. Yeah. There's no... I like re- Anatoly's role in that, like him turning him and go, it's not me, yeah. man, it's probably her, like yeah. just deceiving everyone. And I'm not thinking he's all the way Oliver. Like he's trying to think of a way that he can manipulate them both. Yeah. But he's more Team Oliver because he's obviously seen cracks in Diaz's or- organized setup um, more so than Oliver. And because of the whole honor thing. I, th- I still do think that he actually stands by that, uh, even though he's went against that a little bit in the, in this season. But... um. It was more so when he killed the other bloke and then it was just the black guy left. And that guy's like shivering in front of him. I'm like, dude, you're like one of the most powerful evil men yeah. in the country. Yep. And you're quivering at this bloke. Who's in, like, you should have an absolute poker face in front of this guy. You can be scared. And they should but- have had an army of guys anyway. Yeah. Protecting yeah. them at all times and yeah. ready to kill anybody who is about to kill one of their... Yeah you know, leaders. And I didn't know what role the Quadrant was going to play in the rest of Arrow, like, say, next season. I thought, okay, does, is Diaz trying to get a part of this Quadrant? Yeah, it kills one person off, and then when Diaz probably gets killed at the end of this season, that the Quadrant, which they're now a trinity, Supergirl, uh, become <laughs> like a, a, a background villain for Arrow Season 7. Like, this, this has opened up a new world for the Arrow show, and they're the new bad guys, but now he's killed three of the four members. Yeah, so, so what I'm like, was well, even the point? Of- they seem like they're going to die off with him, yeah. or fade away into irrelevance at the end of this season, so heading into next why one. Why so, even introduce them? In the yeah, first I think place. Diaz was more powerful when it was just him. He didn't need to be a part of this nationwide um, syndicate, you know, which don't seem to actually be one because he can just yeah. Stab Where are their people? The what do they do? He feels like it. Yeah. Although the ending, what I really did like was, well, the the last couple of lines, the last scene, the last shots where he's like, I've got an idea how I can how I can fix this, how I can get Diaz. And he oh. confesses to the woman yeah. that has been after him from the FBI this whole season. He's yeah. like, yeah, I am the Green Arrow. Are you going to help me or not? It's like, man, you're going to jail. Yeah, well, You are going to jail. She said, I think the last thing, that that's one of two things. So we were like, well, what's yeah. the second thing? What's, what's the second thing? And I'm, I'm like, She's not going to open a mouth. She's not going to open a door. It's like a like, Damn it! in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I know where you sit as far as the rankings go. But if you would like to uh, indulge me, Terry. Sure. I have Supergirl at number three. <laughs> shocker. <laughs> so shocking. Uh, Flash at two. Yep. And Arrow, which Ben will be thrilled with. 
number one. Yeah, it's been going all right the last couple of weeks. Arrow, definitely my number one. I uh, With the other two, I, I wasn't sure for the longest time because I didn't hate Supergirl anywhere near as much as what you did, although <laughs> this has been quite a therapeutic podcast where Supergirl's concerned. Uh, and maybe just out of fear of you, I'm going to go Supergirl at the bottom and Flash <laughs> in the middle. So we're in a complete agreement this week. <laughs> Again. Oh, we my God. <laughs> we come back next week for week 27 of Jesus. DC TV chat. Um, Last Arrow. Arrow's season finale, episode 23 uh, of season six. And then we'll just be uh, two shows remaining. And aren't they two great shows uh, to wrap <laughs> us up? The Flash and then just Supergirl. Can I just Imagine give my if... scores for that just now? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be Flash and Supergirl all the way. Right. Well, you uh, you know, we might. We might. We might have saved the best of Flash until last or at the very least the worst of Supergirl <laughs> until last. So come back uh, on our next podcast to hear our wrap-up of Arrow and its season finale. You can check out all of our old podcasts, our movie reviews, trailer discussions, and all of our old DC TV chats on our Get Into Geek podcasting channels. We've got our sister station, Get Into Gate. We're talking Stargate SG-1 retrospective podcast that it is. We're having a lot of fun. We're nearly at our 100th episode oh, wow. of that, Terry, so you can check that out and Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Find us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just simply search Get Into Geek. Myself on Twitter and Instagram, Mitch underscore Lewis. Terry? Tez McLez on Instagram. And we'll see you back next week to talk some more Arrow and unfortunately some more Flash and some more Supergirls. <laughs> Catch you then. Bye. GetIntoGeek.com